I do that once a year, just not every year. I wasn't turned on. Hey, let me ask you a question. Uh, how many of you think today is just an amazing and beautiful day? Huh? Is today a great day or what? You know, I, I have not heard one person whine about the weather. And uh, I, I'm going to make a statement. <laughs> I heard someone say, where have you been? <laughs> I'm telling you, it is a blessing to live in Northeast Ohio. Now, I'm going to talk about blessings. And do you realize how lucky we are? We have the blessing of living in Northeast Ohio. Now, I'm just doubting a little bit of skepticism here. Uh, that's why I'm going to talk about the blessing. I'm, I'm going to spend a month talking about God's blessings, what they look like. In fact, uh, I want to put this in context, if I can, for you. When you woke up this morning, you woke up in a warm house. There was food in your refrigerator. Uh, you had opportunity to get up today and come to this place to worship God freely. Do you realize right now there's three billion people on planet Earth who in the places they live, in the countries they live, it is against the law for them to worship and do what you're doing. I say again, we are blessed. If you had a home and a bed to sleep in and food in a refrigerator, Wow, you're in a, a small minority, 25% of the world's population, 75% do not enjoy those material privileges and blessings. One of the problems, I think, with living in America, we come to the conclusion that all these things that we see other people have, we conclude it's our right to have them. And we become dissatisfied if we don't have them. Uh, truthfully, if you have any money at all, if you have any change in your pocket or money in a bank, if you, if you have a little dish at home where you throw your change in, how, how many have at least a little bit of change right now? Would you raise your hand? That puts you in the top 8% of the world's wealthiest people. You see, what, what we are blessed with, which is 100%, a holy, holy, holy result of God's blessings upon our country and our founding fathers who founded this nation upon spiritual truth and acknowledged that in God we trust. And we're, we're recipients. We, we kind of get the overflow of the cup. And sometimes, and that's really where I wanted to start today, sometimes we, we don't appreciate. We're not grateful for, for the blessings that, that we have. And so, because we forget how blessed we are, I'm going to talk about it for a month, and uh, we're going to kind of get started with something that is fundamental to this idea of the blessing, and, and that is, although God offers his blessing, you have to accept it. Now, I know you're sitting here, some of you are thinking of the injustice of so many people in the world having so little, 
But if you trace the history of those nations, there have been times when they rejected God's blessings. I'm not saying they deserve it. Don't, don't misunderstand me. It's our mission to love everyone and to care for and provide for anyone we possibly can. So don't, don't walk out of here and say, Ed's callous, saying they're getting what they deserve. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying there are blessings that God offers everyone. Whosoever will is exactly what the Bible says, may come, may accept God's blessing. There's a, a fundamental truth about God's blessings. You, you have to accept them. You have to receive them. And so we're going to look at the first scripture, and I, I'd like you to read this with me. Would you do it? It's in your notes. Uh, it's going to be on the screen. It's found in the book of uh, John, the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 16. What, could we join our verse our voices together as one today. Would you read this with me? Let's read it out loud. From his abundance, we have all received one gracious blessing after another. You see, everything you have that's good is a gift from God. And that's, that's a fundamental truth from God's word that you, you must understand or you will spend your life angry at God, shaking your fist at him. That, that is the problem with those who deny the existence of God or those who reject his goodness because the, the, the fundamental belief and foundation to understanding God is that God is love and that God is good. And, and if you've rejected that and, and you, know, you go for any of the number of philosophical conclusions that if there's a God, why could all these things happen? You, you misunderstand the goodness of God and you doubt him. And, and, and you miss out on his blessings. So everything, this is what this verse says, everything we have in life, it's a blessing from God. You know, I meet people occasionally who tell me, you know, I've earned what I have. Or maybe they'll be brazen enough to say, you know, what has God done for me? I always have a question for, for them. Where, where did you get your strength and ability to work? Where did you get your intelligence to go to college and graduate and acquire the skills to earn the income that you now boast and take all credit for? Where did you get your health? Where did you get your life? Who gave you the air that you breathe? It's all a gift from God, every bit of it. And so today, we're going to talk about how to accept his blessing. Uh, let's go ahead and get started right away. In your notes, there's a first step that you can't miss. You can only accept God's greatest blessing through Christ. Now, some people, I had someone ask me just recently, when you see Jesus Christ, what, you know, same name, first, last name, what's the deal there? Uh, Christ, the, the word in, in the Koine Greek means Messiah. So you've received Messiah. Jesus, his first name, who he was known by. And so sometimes in scripture it uses Jesus Christ. Jesus, first name, who he's known as the Messiah, a title, the Messiah, the promised one who came to take away the sins of the world. And everything that we understand about Jesus, everything that Scripture teaches us is that all blessings come in and through him. Everything God does for you and through you and with you, you have to understand it happens in and through Christ in you. Not because you're good, are you a good person? We all ought to strive to be good. 
But our goodness is not enough to satisfy God. Our, our goodness must be based on what Christ has done for us because none of us deserve the gift of blessing, the salvation through Christ. It's all, it's all tied to him. Because it's all tied to a relationship with Christ, if you want to have God's blessings, you have to have him in your life. It is all through Christ. And so if you want God's blessings, it starts with this fundamental principle. It starts with a person, the who of the blessing, and that's Jesus Christ. Let's look at our first verse in Ephesians. Would you look at this with me? It's on the screen. I'll read it to you. Ephesians chapter 1-3. All praise to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every, you might want to circle that word, every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are, and here's the, the really key phrase this, because we are united with Christ. You might want to circle that as well in your notes. We are united with Christ. All of God's blessings are wrapped up in the person of Jesus Christ. He's the source. And that's, that's important because it's the opposite of everything Every other religion teaches. Every other religion teaches that you've got to be good, good enough to please God. And sometimes the idea of the great scale is used. Your good has to, has to outweigh your bad. But scripture teaches very consistently over and over and over again. It's not by our works of righteousness by which we've been saved. You, you don't get God's blessings by following rituals or doing religious things. And I would even go so far as say, for example, this, this amazing moment, this day today, this baptism service. Baptism is not a religious ritual or tradition that earns favor with God. It tells the world that you're all in for Jesus and you have already received God's favor through Jesus Christ. It, it is not what earns the favor. When we're baptized, we're showing the world that we accept, have accepted God's favor through Jesus Christ. There's another verse here I want you to see. For since our friendship with God was restored by the death of his son while we were still his enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of his son. Romans chapter 5, verse 10. We, we didn't kind of pal up with God and say, okay, God, we, we won you over. While we were enemies, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So God's grace came to us completely through Jesus. And that's the end of the story. That's the first thing you know about accepting God's blessing. So you understand the who of the blessing. It's Christ. Number two, I want you to see the how. How, how do you accept the who? Number two, you can only accept God's greatest blessings by faith. Uh, this is really exciting to talk about how simple this is. We're going to talk about how Jesus is the who and how faith is the how you accept the who. That Christ comes into our life by faith. Galatians chapter 3 verse number 9. So all who put their faith in Christ share the same blessing Abraham received because of his faith. The scripture goes on to say, uh, Abraham was justified with God because of his faith. Jesus had a great illustration for us, and it's recorded in Luke's gospel, another scripture that talks about our faith. I want you to see that as well, because it's all about the, the faith. L look at the ravens 
They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for God feeds them. And you are far more valuable to them than any birds. Then on to verse number 28, why do you have so little faith? Jesus is basically saying, can't you look around and see all the things that God does for things like the birds? I, I have a little uh, thing I do. Uh, I've done it for years, as long as I can remember, when I couldn't even afford it. But I buy bird seed. I love feeding the birds in the winter. I, frankly, winter's hard on our birds. And I love the beautiful red cardinals and the songbirds that don't fly for south. They're not s snowbirds. They hang out with us. And, and it's kind of a win-win for me because it makes me feel good to feed the birds. But uh, some of you know that uh, uh, my wife has a cat. And I, I love my wife, so I love her cat, okay? <laughs> and... Uh, can we talk among us today? Can we keep this a secret in here? Can hundreds and hundreds of people keep a secret? Would you, would, secret, would you, would you, come on, if you don't get in on this, you're not going to hear the secret. But the, the real reason I do, I, I love to feed the birds, but Kathy's cat goes to the, the sliding glass door, and I've put the feeder about three feet away from the window, and I make a little trail of it right up to the glass. And that cat goes to the, to the glass and just trembles, and every now and then she bounces off the glass, and that just makes me so happy. <laughs> how, many, how many of you getting me right now? You getting me? Does this make sense? And, and Kathy just thinks it's really neat that I feed the birds. She doesn't know the real reason is I'm torturing her cat. <laughs> This kind of makes sense to me. You see, when you become a Christian, you don't become perfect. That's one of my little flaws I'm confessing to you. But the next time you see a bird, here's what I want you to do. Would you do this? Jesus said, come on, wake up. Even if Ed's motives are wrong, I use him to feed the birds. And every spring, there's still birds that made it through the winter. There, there's one big fat cardinal. It's a female. It goes to the bucket I put out there with feed in it. It's about that deep in bird feed. It sits in the bead and it's actually feed and it started sleeping in the feed. This bird loves the feed. So the next time you see a bird, would you remember that God loves you more than the birds? Does this make sense? And God blesses them and takes care of them and God is going to take care of you. It's really that simple. How do I know this? Faith. I see the birds. I hear the promise. I accept God's blessing through the person of Jesus. How? By faith. I believe what he says is true. Jesus said in John 14, verse 6, he said, I'm, I'm the only way. I mean, that, that's profound and important, and it excludes the possibility of any other way. Jesus said, I am the only way, the only truth, the only light. Anybody who comes to the Father, God the Father, must come through me. So Jesus is the only way. And, and when you believe that by faith, you will receive the greatest blessing that is possible. You will receive the gift of salvation as a follower of Jesus Christ. It is the greatest blessing you can ever receive, and you receive it by faith. You can't do anything to earn it. A little bit later, we're going to watch some people baptize. They're going to go all in. They've already been saved, but they're going to go all in for Jesus. 
And with their lives, they're letting everyone know that they believe Jesus came and died. In fact, that's the beauty of the symbolism of baptism. When you go under the water, you're picturing the burial of Jesus Christ. And when you come out of the water, you are picturing with your life. You believe Jesus rose from the dead. And you're also, as you go on, you're saying these words, with your life, it's a visual... I too have been buried. My sin has been buried. I am raised to walk in newness of life with Jesus. So if you've never understood why Jesus had to come and die before, it's really this simple. He had to come and die for our sins because we are sinners. We can't pay for our own sins. The sin debt had to be paid to satisfy God's standard of perfection and righteousness. Baptism, you, you may not know this. It's not for everybody. It's only for people who have chose to receive Christ. They have accepted him by faith. Um, you know, I was thinking about today's service, and it, and it just hit me. You know, it's a baptism service. We're talking about the fundamentals of what it takes to receive God's blessings. You've got to believe in the who, and you have to, by faith, that's how you believe in him. It, it, it just hit me. Week after week, you may come to the bridge. Maybe this is your first time here. Maybe you're here to see somebody baptized. But maybe you've never taken the first step to accept it, to accept the blessing of salvation. And you've not received God's blessing of salvation through Christ. And you say, how do I know if I have? Well, if you have, you would remember because salvation and accepting that is a conscious decision. You're not... You're not you're not a Christian because you're born in a Christian family, you're born into a Christian country, any more than you're a car if you're born in a garage. It's just, that's not what makes you a car. You, you are a Christian because you've accepted by faith Christ in your life. And I was thinking, wow, maybe today's the day that God's brought some people here and they're here. Maybe you're here today. This service is just for you. you. You think maybe, well, it was for the people being baptized today. But maybe you're here today because this is the day that you understand and you, you kind of sense in your heart. You're feeling, you're hearing God speak to your heart. And you realize that Jesus is the only way. And, and you're ready. Maybe you, this is something you've thought about. Maybe it's all new. But you are willing to say, by faith, I, I, I want to accept Christ in my life. I'm going to ask you guys to do something with me today. Those of you who are followers of Jesus Christ, I'm going to ask you to pray with me in the next couple of seconds. And those of you who are not sure if you were to die today, you would go to heaven, you're not sure you have a relationship with God through Jesus, I want to, I want to give you a chance to look at your heart and accept the blessing. So I'm going to ask you all to bow with me. Would you do that? Bow your heads. We do this sometimes here in the bridge. It's a quiet moment. It's a moment of, it's a moment of reflection. It's a moment of looking deep into our own hearts. And so if you've never taken this first step of blessing, the blessing of salvation, receiving God's blessing through Christ, I want to give you a chance right now. You say, Ed, what do I need to do? Well, you know who gives the blessing, that's Christ. You know how, that's by faith. And so if while heads are bowed right now, if you know Jesus, be praying for those who may not have a relationship with Christ. But, but if you don't have an authentic relationship with Christ, if you can't remember a time when you invited him into your life and said, Jesus, I want to know you, I want to be 
in a relationship with you, I want to give you a chance right now. You say, what, what do I do? How, how do I do that? Heads are bowed. There'll never be a better time for you to whisper a prayer in your heart. Quietly, simply say, God, I believe your son, Jesus, came to this world. I believe he died on the cross. I do believe by faith he was buried and rose again. Today, I, I'm admitting that I'm not perfect. I'm admitting that, that I am a sinner. I'm asking you to forgive me of my sins. You can pray that in your heart right now. Jesus, please save me today. I want to follow you. I want to change. I want you to live in me. I want you to take control. I'm asking you today for the blessing of a relationship with you. Now, while heads are bowed, if, if you prayed a prayer like that, quietly, quietly, you and God, no one's looking around. This is, this is really, I'm the only one looking right now. God has heard your prayer. I want to encourage you. God has heard your prayer. W would you be willing to affirm that today I prayed a prayer and asked Christ to come into my heart and save me? Heads are bowed, no one's looking around, but just raise your hand toward heaven. Just hold it up real high right now. Yep, God bless you. Yep, God bless you. Yep, yep, yep. God sees you. Now as you put your hand back down, I wanna pray for you. Lord, there's people here today who've taken this first step of saying, I believe, and accepted the blessing of salvation. Lord, help them to realize it's, it's such a free gift, so amazing, and that what, help them to realize that what they just did is what Christians have been doing for 2,000 years. It's a simple act of faith. Lord, help them to have peace in knowing that that step of faith is the beginning of a new life with you. Jesus, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you so much for your blessing. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And all God's people said? Amen. Now, the purpose of a church, purpose of the bridge is to help people grow. So when, when people take a step of faith and ask Christ to save them, please know that it's just the beginning, it's the first step. And one of the cool things here that, that is possible, that is available to you is on each side of the bridge, there are these booths, engage and elevate. And, and what we encourage you to do, if you just raised your hand a moment ago, nobody's gonna make you do this, I'm not gonna come call you out. This between you and God. I'm gonna ask you to take one of the... Uh, one of the uh, information cards, the connection cards in the back of the seat, right in front of you, there's a little, you look up and down and you'll see some. Grab one of those and, and share with us and, and check off the box. Today I asked Christ to say it with me and hand that to me or, or, or Pastor Jason, uh, Pastor Bob, Pastor Brian, uh, Pastor Randy, or if you don't know who those guys are, go to these booths. And if you can't get to one of the booths, drop one of those cards in one of these convenience boxes because we want to help you grow. We're not going to do anything to embarrass you. We're not, we're not going to come do anything. We're not, we're not going to ask you for money. We're not going to do anything except say, hey, we want to help you. Now, when you have received Christ, here's the coolest thing. You become a part of the body of Christ. You've received the gift, the blessing. And you have an opportunity to express gratitude for that blessing. And that's really the third thing, and I just want to just touch on it because it's really getting ahead to next week's talk when we get together, when we talk about the blessing. Because here it is, write this down. 
you know you've, ex you've accepted God's blessing when you share them with others. And I want to show you three verses very quickly that just back this up. Would, would you write that down? When you share those blessings with others, that's affirmation that you have received the blessing. Acts 20, verse 35. It says, you should remember the words of our Lord Jesus. It is more blessed, now help me out here, to give than to what? Receive. More blessed to give. Now, we are naturally, inherently, every one of us selfish to the core. You do not have to teach a two-year-old how to say mine. You know, give it to me. You have to teach them to share. Uh, people who have accepted God's blessing of Jesus by faith, it, it is a growth process. But in time, we begin to understand that we have been saved for a reason. We have been saved to share that blessing with others. Hebrews 7, 7 says, And without question, the person who has the power to give a blessing is greater than the one who is blessed. When God gives you a blessing, you have something to share. God says, that is great. That is a great thing. The third verse here. This is, I love this word picture Jesus gives us. He says, no one lights a lamp and then hides it and puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it, its light can be seen by all who enter the house. Now, we turn electrical switches on and that's how we light our houses. But at the time, the context and time of Christ period on this earth, they, they, they lit their homes with lamps. And it just didn't make sense. And Jesus said this. In fact, I think people laughed out loud when Jesus said this because it was just kind of a satirical, silly illustration. We kind of go ho-hum. But, but I, I'm telling you today, if you've received the blessing of Christ by faith, you have the light of the gospel, the truth of God in you, and, and, and God didn't give that to you to put it under a bushel. It's been given to you and to me so that we can share it with others. We talked about that some last week. In fact, that's what these here to the back, you see it? The, the, remember those cards we put at the foot of the cross? We're going to put all of them in time in little frames, and those are the names, and, and, and I'm going to pass by those on a regular basis. I'm going to pray for the first names of those people that you're going out into the mission field to love in the name of Jesus. That's how it works. That's how it works. But when you understand this today, when you comprehend with all of your heart that why God has blessed you is for a very important reason, You've been blessed so that you can be a blessing. So we're going to kind of wrap it up with this thought here. I want you to say this with me because this, this is such a cool thought. Because it is, according to Scripture, more blessed to give than receive. And so I am blessed to be a blessing. Will you say that one time together? I am blessed to be a blessing. A blessing. That's what we're going to talk about next week. How, how, I'm going to tell you how you can be a blessing to other people. Come back next week. And I'll share that with you. Uh, one of the neatest things about being a Christian is that that relationship with Christ can grow. Every day, you can get closer and closer to him. That doesn't, you, may, you become like the church lady on Saturday Night Live. You don't become a kook. You just become authentically aware of God's love for you and the blessings he has for you. And so today I'm going to ask you to join me in thanking God for his blessings. If you're one of the half a dozen people that raised their hand a moment ago and said, today I prayed and asked Jesus to save me, or if you received Christ a couple of weeks ago, or if you're here to be baptized today because you want to let the world know that you're all in for Jesus, and you've recently been saved and you haven't been baptized yet, or you've been saved and baptized for years, 
I want to give you a chance to thank God for his blessings. Would you stand with me quietly? Would you do that now? Heads are bowed. Heads are bowed. Listen up. There's some of you here ready to be baptized. While heads are bowed, I want to ask you to uh, step from where you are right now, you and family that might be helping and participating in this, and just quietly make your way to the area you've been asked to assemble down here to the front to your right. Just kind of make your way over there. The rest of us, let's kind of use this as a moment. And those of you that have gathered down to the front here, I just want to close out this part of the service by, by framing this idea of the blessing in a very personal way for every one of you. Heads are bowed. Would you whisper a prayer to God and thank him for three blessings? Three blessings. If you're saved, I'd start with that. Jesus, thank you for the blessing of salvation. And, and would you whisper a couple, but you don't have to stop at three. But your assignment between now and next week is to go home and think about all the blessings God has given you. I, I know there's stuff you can look at and say, somebody else has something I don't have. But a big part of understanding God's blessing is to be thankful for what he has given you. I'm convinced that, frankly, he wants to give us more. But frankly, when we're ungrateful for what we do have, I often wonder, why in the world would he want to give us more? So I want to give you a chance to pray that. And I want to pray for you that this, this, this series, this month, will be a, just a time of incredible awareness of how much God has done for you and how good he is. Lord, speak to our hearts today. I pray that uh, this moment we watch the video of testimony of these who are being baptized today. We hear their public affirmation of their faith. Lord, I pray that our hearts would be encouraged, but I pray that every single one of us here today who know you might live out this week grateful for your blessings. And Lord, if there's even one person left here today hanging on who just, their pride won't let them surrender to you, may today be the day that they break down that pride and put their faith in you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And all God's people said. Thank you for listening today. We hope your heart was inspired. For more information or directions, visit us at abt316.com.